I just don't understand. Like, is this? This sounds like a large quantity of shows in a short period of time Dude, that you guys have been going. Yeah, I've been like determined, man. I'm like, I'll just hit up people. Um, just violently networking. Just violently networking, exactly. but also like I couldn't even tell you the last time I got hit up on Facebook message. I'm like, <laughs> who the fuck is Paul? Yeah, no, that's like I'm. I'm like always. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> this nigga lubed up and slid my DMs on Facebook. I was like, who the fuck is this guy? <laughs> you damn right. <laughs> yeah. Damn. Ladies and gentlemen, sit back, relax. I am Podcast Poppy. And you are tuned into a brand new episode of Quarter Life Crisis, starting right now. All right, here we go. Three, two, one. We're live. Welcome to Quarter Life Crisis, guys. Thanks, man. Hi, and your name is? My name is Kyle. Dude, Kyle. Mister? I'm PJ. PJ. We know each other from, that was years ago, huh? Yeah. 2016-ish? I think it was 16. I just ran the RTO, the Reno Tahoe Odyssey. Right. That's how I met Sam. And then we went to, uh, I'll say it was the stick. Yeah, I was going to say, when did, when and where did we meet? Was it the stick? Yeah, it was the stick. Was it a drunken adventure? No, I think we were pretty responsible that time. Were we? Yeah. That's a, that's a, you were staying after though. So you might've, I think you were looking like you're about to get into some trouble. Oh, for real? Yeah. That, that's <laughs> a, that, that sounds about right. If it was back in the Imperial days, but. So was that a race? The RTO? Yeah. Yeah. It was uh, like a relay race where I can't remember how many people we had, but you start in Reno and you, each person runs a certain distance and then the rest of the team goes by in a car, picks them up. Right. All the way from Doesn't Reno, it? all around ta- to Truckee, all around Tahoe, drops down to Gardnerville, yeah, back yeah. to Carson, back up, yeah, or into Virginia City, and then finishes up. Do back you remember up. what the total dis? It's a it's a wild it's, it's a wild race, six mile race. Yeah, that's not. I done did in a day, right? It's done in twenty four hours. What? But yeah, I only did. I did a little over a half a marathon. That's crazy. What so it's so you so you go. How big is the team? You remember? I don't. I think. Oh fuck! I want to say like twelve people, maybe. Fuck. At least you have um, to. Well, the, no, they, have they have they, they have shit. some like teams that are like cut in half, so the people are doing double what everyone else is doing. And those right, are the right. ones that like do oh that for like, God. like that's their sport. And then your team, your team is in a fucking car. Yeah, so like the thing that sucked about it was like as you, <laughs> you were like as you nope, as you cool not. down as you cool down you're like <laughs> sitting like this. So by the third run, my hip flexors were so tight I'd stand up to go run and I felt like my hips were being pulled out of the socket. No, I was I was like I was like I'll never do this yeah, again. No, no, I <laughs> I do I do because Sam was so Sam was so active. You yeah, know what I mean, and I think I remember she tried to recruit because she was working at Imperial with me and she tried to like recruit people. Yeah, from was, Imperial. And I was like, fuck no, that sounds horrendous, dude. That's that's way too long. Is it like competitive? Um kind of, yes. There's some For peop- those like ultra teams, yeah. For them it is. Yeah. But then you have people who are like, Hell yeah, I just wanna just so like some people will walk like just like not really run and so nope. to them it's for fun. <laughs> 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 Absolutely not. Yeah. Uh for me, I literally did it out of like 
there's this train. I was a personal trainer back then. Uh-huh. So uh, this trainer, I uh, he just always acted like he was better than everyone. And he was like a little chunky, what all this, but like, that was just sports. So I was like, yeah, I'll do the race. Right. And I won't even have to train for it. And that's like what I did. And then afterwards, I was like, okay, like you proved yourself. Yeah. You're never doing that again. Like, just like, we'll let him think. Next time we should train. Then next time we should train. We should train. So you didn't win? <laughs> oh, we were on the same team. Well, so I didn't. Your team didn't win, though. Oh, hell no. <laughs> yeah, I wonder. No, how... we were like dead in probably the middle to. Did you say it's a hundred and something miles? One hundred and seventy-six or seventy-eight something. Dude, like I I'd have a hard time driving that fucking far in a yeah, day, no. let alone switching <laughs> off and running. Cause I I feel like I remember someone telling me about it, and a lot of it's you got to go like up big ass hills and shit like that, don't you? Cause you're going around yeah. the Tahoe area, right? There was like I want to say it's like leg number four is out by Birdeye. Mm-hmm. That's like one that you get a special sticker for if you have to run that leg. And then there's another one that I think Sam had to do mm-hmm. is when you're running up from like um, Highway 50 up towards Virginia City. Right. So you're like running in this ridiculous incline, incline dude. Yeah. I'd, and uh, so I they're just it. like those are the two hardest legs in the race. So like whoever has to run those yeah. gets special props I mean, it makes Sam, sense Sam would want to do it she was so fucking bouncy all the time yeah she was wild she got no she got no love at Imperial but she was such a sweetheart yeah girls be haters out here that that's true and then years later bro you hit me up so so what is it that that you got going on dude so um from from then to to now so from then I kind of like right around that time I started getting into music production okay and uh Got way into it, dropped out of college. and Were you at UNR? I was going to UNR. Mm-hmm. Um, dropped out to go to music school in San Francisco. Okay. So I uprooted San Francisco for a year and a half. It was like um, kind of like a tech school for just for music. Yeah, yeah. Um, Did you live in the city? Yeah, I lived uh, on Potrero Hill. Had a view, like some family friends there uh, rented me a spot. Um, top floor condo, this spot on Potrero Hill. What? That overlooked all downtown. The Bay Bridge, it was fucking like, for real, dude. I like remember a couple times I was a little turnt, right? And I'm like in the living room looking. I was like, oh man, I cannot believe this is like, yeah, this is real. People will die for that because the city is not an easy place to live in anymore. No, you know what I'm not. saying? But no, you had, you had a, the plug though. I had the plug. Um, the VA. I was. I'm a vet, so the uh, VA paid for my school and mm-hmm. my housing when mm-hmm. I was out there. Nice. So that was what's up. So it was. Wait, your housing was paid for out there? Yeah. Oh, my God. People are going to hate yeah. you on this podcast. Right? Hey, man, they won't. You better though. do good now because people are like, you fucking did what? I was a, I was a vet. I'm a vet, though. So yeah, yeah. Um, it was like my scholarship. How long did you serve? Uh, just under seven years. Oh, shit. Yeah. In what? Uh, Air Force. Air Force? Yep. Nice. Um, so, yeah, I moved out there. And uh, my uh, one of my really good friends now, Jeff Straw, he was my business mentor back then. Okay. Um, he's a G he's like on the Grammy voting board for remixes. He's teaching us all the ins and out in business. And he had us like have a project, um, of like what we want to do. And I just came up with the idea of like a label. Mm -hmm. Um, and then that idea kind of festered into like more than just a label, but like a collective thing where we kind of build a community. It's not just about like signing music. It's about creating like this space where people enjoy, uh, regardless of who's playing, they just know when Biggest Little Collective has a show, 
that it's gonna be a it's gonna be a good show nice. because I'm more into buying buying into new talent than paying for the same talent that everyone's bidding for. For I don't have the budget first of all, but secondly, I'm like one of those like smaller artists that wants that shot. So since I have this opportunity with my connections in this area, I can get these smaller artists from other areas in here. And then hopefully bridge that gap and get my like my artists like Kyle, um, Jared, more hugs or right. Sim Sam, um, um, get them out to other areas. Sim Sam, that sounds familiar. I feel like I've heard that name before. Yeah, uh, that's my boy Simron. He's uh-huh. um, out. Where's he out of? I think Dayton area. Okay. Mountainhouse. Big Mountainhouse. So most of the people that you work with local. Um, as far as in the collective, like official members, yeah, yeah they're all local. Nice. And you said you're in. You're an artist. Absolutely. What do you do? So I'm also a part of the collective, a producer. Uh-huh. Um, I have a separate thing going on with a, um, the other avenue besides a collective in a, a production company. Okay. So putting on um, big shows, renting out venues, and throwing big parties. And you do that out here? Yep. Nice. You guys are at, must be nice kind of post uh, or like 2021 has been a little lighter, been able to throw some fucking parties oh, yeah. again. You yeah. guys had a cool, nice little year and a half, huh? It must have been a struggle throwing parties. There was fucking no parties. Yeah, we, um, I was, I work, I like work with him a lot with, uh, bad and, um, you said bad. Yeah. Buy, That's what it so is? buy a drink, buy a drink, buy a drink, <laughs> <laughs> say less, say less, say less. <laughs> so, um, yeah, we were working with the bluebird, um, doing streams with them, mm-hmm. um, and then we were actually starting up our own Twitch channel for uh, the Bad Channel, and just like having what was it two days was it two days every week. Yeah, on yeah. Twitch. Oh man, yep. like back when it was like fresh quarantine, and I just remember like booking so many people, being like, Jesus, dude, like I'm Weirs. fucking tired, bro. <laughs> like, choose. I'm like messaging every artist, like, hey man, good job, you know, like staying in track, and I'm like, that's like 16 hours of work on my days off. So wait, this is during COVID or pre-COVID? This was during COVID. We were like, we can't throw shows. Let's start a Twitch channel. So we just like. So you had tons of artists on your Twitch channel. Yeah, we booked like as many local artists as we could. I tapped into my like music school friends, right. booked them on it, and. So we're, what were you guys doing on the channel? Because like the I'm the only Twitch that I know is like, I watch cats play Fortnite on uh, Twitch. We were, you know what I'm saying? This was this was like the start. Yeah, no, for yeah, sure. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, we were trying to be as cool as them, or maybe a little bit cooler. Right, right. My stream was shit i had like the worst internet but some people had some really cool stuff green screens and they're like doing like little living room concerts really yeah so like using that whole obs the same software and people were watching it yeah um yeah i can't remember what we peaked at it wasn't anything crazy but it was like we were from what i remember like the first in the area to like really start Uh and then like hakuna matahu came in with like a really nice high level production stream and i'm like horrible like that's why i had to go to music school in san francisco is to learn the technology yeah yeah so to learn the technology of like getting a high quality like television stream i yeah. was like nah that's just <laughs> nah well, we're just doing this for now yeah people had to acclimate the only the only people that i really heard about doing something like that was was comedy but that really fucking sucked like people hated that people were doing like zoom and twitch comedy shows and they were like this is fucking horrendous but these shows got some good feedback huh uh, yeah, I mean, it was fun. It was it was cool to interact with people. Um, once we started understanding that a lot of the, a lot of it was more 
to get high quality was to have someone send a pre-recorded like just like normal mix like they do mm-hmm. on SoundCloud. Yeah. With a good production and then just the artist be active within the chat. Yeah. So then you have that like like interaction from artist to fan throughout that whole time and that was awesome. Yeah, personal. Yes. Usually you don't get to ask questions. It's just you're at the concert, you know, you can talk yeah. to them. So what did it what did this look like pre-COVID? Like, what were you guys doing pre-COVID? Biggest Little Collective was not around. Really? Yeah. So, so Biggest Little Collective is decently new. Yeah. What um, about Bad? So, Bad was actually started at the beginning of 2020. Our first show was three days before COVID hit Reno. Yeah. Um, our, our first show was uh, three days before COVID hit Reno, and we had to cancel our first show. Damn, what a shit, shitty time to dude. pop off, bro. And we had, yeah, two, we, two artists on retainer for like almost a year and like two or three months we that were, we were just waiting to do something with. It was crazy. And we were like- Just at, fucking jacked that you got your first show and then COVID hits? Yeah, yeah. but we were like, so we were at work and we we're like, all right, man. So it's two week lockdown. All right, we'll just push it back like two weeks. And it's like for sure. And then like four weeks, like ten days into those fourteen, they're like, "So we're gonna have to extend it another week." And I was like, "Man, I think it's gonna be a little bit longer than yeah. we think it's gonna be." And it was just like, "Damn, way longer than obviously any of us expected." Right. Because even Reno out the gates went pretty hard with the shutdown. Because it went like bars, restaurants, schools. I remember I knew that shit was real as fuck when they shut the casinos down. Oh, yeah. I yeah. was like, dude, holy fuck, no dude. Yeah, that was tripping me out because I would get off work really late. It was a weird experience during COVID because like my life didn't change too much. Yeah. I work at FedEx and okay. we, they didn't even, not even close. They were like, at FedEx. They're like, no fucking way we're going to shut down. Like we, they didn't even think about it. So, uh, but it was weird, bro. Everything. When the casinos went down, I just like, like how much money? How much money are you losing Clark County and Washoe County with those casinos? I can only imagine. Yeah. You we didn't I mean? think it would happen. We were working together at the same time. Yeah. Once we <laughs> got laid off, though, because like... Where were you we, guys at? We were working over for Cannavative. Cannavative? Yep. Okay. And uh, yeah, once they... The dispensary shut down too, huh? There was a cultivation, which is Yeah, crazy. the cultiv- Um, so, The dispensary stopped having like in-person... Okay. But it was like delivery only and they were like upcharging the shit out of everything. Yeah. And like you had to ha- have to purchase like a minimum of like a hundred or something. Fuck. Uber smokes. <laughs> yeah. Basically. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Shit. That's crazy. That is wild. So then you guys hit COVID had to shut down. What was it like out the gates? I mean, you guys seem, you guys are doing good now. Seems yeah. Like, right. So out the gates, we, um, since we were working with bluebird, uh, during uh, COVID with streams, like they would get donations and stuff. Mm-hmm. And we were just happy to play like on CDJs, like some professional equipment. Right. If the system was up and running, we were like able to play on a big system again. Now who, who like, else, who else is it? How big is this collective you guys got going on? Um, it's just Kyle, myself, uh, my friend Jared goes by more hugs. Uh-huh. And then uh, Cimarron who goes by SimSam. Right. It's just the four of us. Um, yeah, we're open, but open for like more artists, but we're uh, we're very patient with that. Yeah, we don't want to expand like too quickly, and there's not really a need to expand. Right, we're like more looking for when 
an artist we all feels like the right fit, then we'll yeah. like approach them. Now, I might just think this because since the podcast, I've actually been blessed to, to be around more artists and musical talent. But is Reno like picking up when it comes to musical talent or, you know what I mean? Like it doesn't really seem like a hub for like musical talent coming out of Reno. You know what I mean? You don't hear a lot yeah. about. Um, I'd say in the last couple of years, Reno has been. Yeah blowing up really uh-huh. yeah a lot of that's the, what it seems like to me but i also like i didn't know anything pre-covid and i'm, I'm not from out here so yeah i'm not sure what uh other like musicians you've had like genres um i've had smoke screezy i've had um a major i've had zp radic um who else have i had I've is had that all hip-hop that's all hip-hop rap yeah pretty so, much it's pretty much all hip-hop rap i think so yeah Knapsack, I, I i don't know too many like artists that have like really come out of Reno in that genre for sure but right. I know Reno's electronic music production scene is like so so underrated there's some like we got Subdocta is like the biggest name like in Reno Carson area uh-huh. Charles the first from like Chucky and then you got like Noise on Scud a bunch of like really talented artists with some big label releases now is that the primarily the genre that you guys are fucking with electronic yeah, i do i do like hip-hop like vocalists like coming and featuring on electronic beats right but yeah i'm like a sound design like nerd i like heavy bass and like weird like psychedelic sounds yeah, like, yeah. You know, like, <laughs> getting a little trippy yeah waiting for the drop losing yeah. your mind yeah damn life must have been tough when they uh when they shut down all those fucking festivals bro yeah i mean i didn't really start playing festivals until this year yeah. So it was kind of like really like a blessing in the skies because I just fucking worked on music. I wrote so much music. Yeah. Um, we got him his very first copy of Ableton during quarantine. Nice. Or right before quarantine, right? Yeah, I'd say right before. Yeah, right what before. Is, what is that? What did you say? You got your first copy of what? Ableton. What's that? Uh, so the, uh, I don't know what software you used to record into, but it's... Bro, ba- I'm fucking basic as fuck. Bro. I'm on GarageBand, Playboy. <laughs> okay. So, <laughs> so, so yeah. Keep it ghetto, bro. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So it's uh, like a different version of that. Okay. It's like super. <laughs> he was so nice. It's a uh, fucking yeah, way, like it's a, way better than it's that. A professional it's like, version. It's like of that, that on steroids. <laughs> no, that GarageBand is fucking like if you're doing a podcast. Podcast, version, that's why all you, you need. pay for anything else. You don't really have to master or nothing like that. No, Change the volumes thing. around. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Um, but yeah, Ableton's just like super high level production. Like a lot of people always talk about Pro Tools and Studio, but. A lot of electronic producers don't use Pro Tools because mm-hmm. the creativity in Ableton workflow is so amazing. Right. Um, so yeah, we got him a copy of Ableton and right. then um, just went from there. It allowed him because he was so new into production to have like a lot of extra time to just grind. So when did you get into producing? So probably a year and a half ago now. Yeah, mm-hmm. something like that. And did kind of COVID push you into it? Yes, because I definitely had more time. Yeah. PJ and I got laid off at the same time. <laughs> Fucking COVID. So it really ended up being like a really good blessing in disguise. Um, yeah, yeah. Just over time, getting to focus on music, focus more on bad productions. Um, you know, the following year, um, I also got into the stock market. Okay. And, uh, crypto. Oh, shit. We got a miner in this bitch. <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah? Yeah. Like, um, it's just a very good skill. I think to have um, for the future, 
Right. Because I mean, are they, you one of the are you one of the few who's had some success in? Yeah. Because yeah. you know, motherfuckers be in there. They were like, "Dude, do it!" And then like six yeah. weeks later, they're like, don't "Yeah, do no, exactly." <laughs> like, you don't do it. You gotta you gotta be smart about it, of course, right. and like learn and you know pick up on the terms and kind of teach yourself what some of the charts mean and definitely like read a lot of the news and you know Twitter yeah. updates and news pages shit like that. But what was the just recently? What there was a country. That El Salvador. El Salvador. Yeah. Went to like a, an, a is it official or it's just now it's legal oh, yeah. tender? Official. Yeah. Official legal tender Bitcoin. Yeah, oh, that's shit. yeah, that's wild. That was fucking wild. I was reading that article because it sounded like they expected to take a lot longer or for for to be that like big of an uh, acceptance, but <laughs> that's wild. You can fucking roll into the liquor store and get a pack of cigarettes with some Bitcoin, baby. It's crazy. How um, does do you know how that works? Like how the fuck? They're like four ninety nine. You're like, how do you, in a similar how do you exchange way, it? In a similar way, it's kind of like having like an Apple Pay account, kind of. Oh, thing. okay, okay. Like okay. a like a touch. Like it's just all virtual, of course. Like, right, right. None of it is something that you'll ever hold in your hand. Right, right. Um, it, you're just like basically like, um, sending money to that kind of merchant, whoever yeah. whoever that kind of. Uh, is receiving it, you know. Mm-hmm. Basically, I'm sure they would have some sort of a machine that would just receive like the coding through through the air kind of thing. Yeah, and it's should be really easy. Fuck, you think it's gonna last? Oh yeah, he's he's in it. <laughs> he's fucking in it. Oh, I love oh it. Oh my gosh, <laughs> I've wanted to. I've been watching that shit. That shit it looks crazy, but I'm like, I don't know. I just I just haven't. But I've had some. I've had a couple homies. I had a homie back at home who was like, dude, you got in. You got to get into this. This is like five years ago. Like nigga, I'm not getting into that shit, bro. Like, I got my mattress is heavy. I'm straight, right? <laughs> and uh, this fool like hits me up like six months later. He's like, bro, I just cashed out. I'm like, yeah, how much? He's like, sixty thousand. I'm like on Google. I'm like, Bitcoin. Like, what the fuck is going? I on? Didn't, straight I didn't up. Didn't even know about it until when I went to music school. Yeah, I can only. There's, even, there's oh. this dude I went to school with who like went off on Bitcoin, right. dude, and, like, that's how he paid for music school. He, like, hosted this production, like, uh, competition. Like, $20,000 in prizes yeah. he, like, fucking gave out. Well, f- what's a fucking Bitcoin worth right now? One coin. Like, 45000 Like, it's the crazy. cats who, like... Yeah. It's gonna hit, what, like, one, 100 to 150 probably by yeah. February. Like, I don't know how long ago it was, but, like, ten, whatever amount of years ago niggas were getting in for like a dollar i know yeah <laughs> well, i'm seeing people now 400 like, bitcoins but like fuck you bro i'm seeing people now like um uh richie from exotics he's like accepting uh he's giving people discounts for like music production to uh lessons and like uh art for like your uh album covers mm-hmm. If you pay in Bitcoin, because and I'm you, like, I just was like, dude, you're so fucking smart for that. Like, yeah. you can like make thirty five dollars, you know, an hour for that, yeah. or it'd be like, right. I'll take twenty five dollars an hour, but you have to pay me in Bitcoin, right. and know that like in a month you right. like made your thirty five dollars an hour. Now, correct oh, me yeah. if I'm wrong, but Bitcoin has a bright future because they've already set that there is there is a ceiling. There's only a certain amount of Bitcoins that can be mined, so it's like a race. To the finish line. So, and as you get closer, becomes more rare, becomes more scarce, becomes more valuable, right? Yeah. Man, Bitcoin be like some motherfucking Pokemon cards, bro. I swear to God. Yeah, but how many of them have been mined? I think it's like, like not. There's still a there's it's like fuckload still. It's like, like 18 million out of 21 million. Yeah, like they're oh, really? they're coming the, to the end. It's yeah, almost oh, okay. gone. And yeah. each time it halves or whatever, 
it takes twice as long. So right. like it's gonna go to like 2050, but the, on 2050 there's only gonna be like Correct. three of them left. Because it's like they'll do it like for numbers' sake, like a million people start mining, then they'll half it. So you can only mine half as fast, and then you hit the 10 million mark okay. of people mining, they'll half it again. So as more people come in. They can continue to mine, but it mines slower to like drag this thing out, and then there's fluctuation from. It's no, well, I guess it wouldn't be inflation. I don't even know what the fuck you would call it. I know it, that's what I was thinking. I was like, well, they can't make. It's more. like more of like a scarcity so issue. That's all. right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Once you have one, it could be worth in you know ten, fifteen years, like five hundred thousand. Yeah. Because there's no more left. And, you know, they're just not giving out. You can't get one. Yeah. You know, they're, also, not, they're not for sale anymore. Also, New World Order <laughs> shit, though. Like, let's hi- like hypothetically, like, this is such a fucking wild stretch. This is blood talk. But, like, if they were to erase paper coin currency completely and there's only 22 million bitcoins in the world and that's all you have to use as currency, then flip it on its head. Whoever owns all, the, like, whoever's running the cyberspace start loaning out again like you can go above 22 and start inflation all over again like yeah bring the dollar back to absolute zero but it's bitcoin yeah loan it out Humans you know what find i mean a way to fuck up anything that Bro, they could just you could, oh, you could fuck around and almost like start capitalism over with but bitcoin with the, yeah true whoa dude that's your whoa <laughs> Here, take the blunt take the blunt full uh full circle crazy. but i got off i got off topic because you said that uh you said that kind of when COVID started, you got into crypto, but then you had way more time um, for music, and you kind of dove into that. Oh, yeah. I wanted to have a bunch of backups for in case something happened again or that situation took longer than mm-hmm. expected. Right. And it took longer than I thought, to be honest. Yeah. Still, I mean, we're still going through it, but it was good to have those like six months of like dedication to new shit. Right. The desire for multiple sources of income, too, gets pretty real once you get laid off in the blink of an oh, eye. Oh, hell yeah. Big facts. You know oh, what yeah. I mean? All of a sudden, all those cats who look like fucking idiots who are like multi-level markets and direct sales, they're like, fucking pyramid scheme. They get laid <laughs> off. They're like, so what's so what's up with that coffee that you're selling? You know what I mean? <laughs> fucking assholes. Yeah, that diet that coffee. Yeah. That makes you lose 20 yeah. pounds in a week. Yeah. Does, it, does it really? I just got laid yeah, off from the school, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who's the bitch now, son? That's awesome. That's dope. So that's that sounds pretty that sounds pretty cool that you were kind of motivated through COVID because a large piece of the population did not experience that during COVID. You know what I mean? Did you guys even though you were even though you were working on your craft and doing your thing, did you guys kind of struggle through the isolation and getting laid off in the quiet time of COVID? I freaking did not allow myself to stay down. I like was laid off for two weeks. And in that first week I got drunk so much that I said, <laughs> let's get another job. Right. Just, <laughs> just in case <laughs> we're getting off the wagon here. And, uh, so I freaking, I was just like, you know, like, uh, uh, I like that fun, you know? Yeah. And, uh, so yeah, I freaking, um, I just also did not like that stressful feeling of, not knowing and ended up being like the smart move because they like weren't planning to like I think hire back most of the people they laid off. Mm-hmm. So I went and uh, started with Kind and what'd you say? Uh, kind, it's a company I work for now. Okay, and, and you both 
work at? No, he works at a different place now, The Source, right? Yeah, I'm over at a different dispensary called The Source. So yeah, I started at Kind, and it ended up turning into I got to go to Extractions, which is what I'm doing now. Mm -hmm. And I wouldn't have been able to do that if I stayed at Cannabative. So So how long have you been uh, doing Extractions? Been doing Extractions for about a year and a half now. Now, there's a lot of people who are fascinated by the uh, wax. And they love hitting that shit, and they love lighting up the pin. But a vast majority of people have no fucking idea how that shit is extracted or the concentration of it. Yeah. Did you know when you were getting into it? No. Or did you just smoke um, that shit? I had I had a friend that uh, that he's like my mentor. He's like a scientist. Like he does a lot of consulting for some of these cannabis companies around right. town. Um, he ba- he broke it down in very like general terms back in the day, but I just really didn't understand. I just knew my friend knew what he was doing. And then once I got into it, it's like. You know, I'm a guy who failed chemistry mm-hmm. uh, because, like, technical book smart shit. I'm not really the smartest human. Right. But uh, when it came to, like, the labs, I was really good at that. So that's what I feel like with this. It's all hands-on chemistry and yeah. uh, super fun. Yeah. Really enjoy it. And now I actually know what, what it is. I definitely didn't before this. That shit is wild, bro. It's insane. First time I, first time I hit some wax, I was like... The dude told me it was like 97. I'm used to smoking like the fire, bro. Like 22% yeah. back in the day when flower, like if it was over 18%, you was in the air and that motherfucker said like 90. I almost pulled a gun on him, bro. <laughs> so you just fucking drug me? There's some. Oh, okay. It's not bad. Oh, not bad. Yeah, my buddy Grim's right here. So he's a pheno hunter. He's, he's the fucking, he's the fucking best. Dude. He smokes a lot of wax. And he kind of put me on game. That smells so fucking good. Let's turn this podcast off. Let's get fucking weird. I wish I had a pin <laughs> in this bitch. Um, so you've only been doing it for what? A year and a half. A year and a half? Yeah. That's nice. But I've been in the in the weed industry. Initially got in it in like 2016. So. 15. 2015. So with hash, you need pretty large quantities. Yeah. A flower, trim. Yeah. Where the fuck is that coming from if you can't? Because we were talking about on the walk over here. Things can't really come over the border. And California is just the absolute mecca. There's there's nothing that can compete with the square footage and the amount of plants and yeah. the weight that's getting pulled outdoor over there. So where exactly is where exactly is all this quantity coming from? There's so many warehouses in Nevada that are fucking growing weed. For real? Yeah. like Drop an address on the podcast, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I know there's one out by my work, actually. I'm a Mustang. I, I work right by, you know, Revision? No. Revision Brewery off Rock. Off Rod? Rock. Oh, Rock. Rock. Boulevard, like right off the freeway. Like when you, if you get off Rock going eastbound okay. and you turn right, right on that underpass, like yeah. right that first signal you turn left, it's like right there. Really? There's a bunch of like cannabis stuff back there. Oh, okay, okay. But uh, yeah, my company does like 1,200 pounds a month. So. That's how much flour they produce. So we get like... And they break it all down into hydro? No, no, I wish. Oh, all of the flour. And then like we... we they run hydro? The they don't run soil? Uh, Yeah, like they do hydro it, kind of, I believe. There's a thing on Can of Cribs online mm-hmm. uh, that broke down the whole facility. Yeah. Um, your boy got interviewed as oh, the extractor. No, Not to brag or anything. <laughs> <laughs> Shouts out. Shouts out. Um, figure it out. But uh, yeah, we just take all the all the trim waste and stuff. And we break all that shit down. That's crazy. Hold on one second, guys. And I was like, did we just stop recording? Yeah, I hate when that happens. I was like, I was like looking at it, I was like flatlined. I'm like, God damn it. Just had to pause it. Just a little glitch. Um, so there's a ton of warehouses out here. Yes. 
they keep it pretty low key, or maybe am I not in touch in the industry? Um, some of them are more low key than others. Right. Um, because there was a war going on in California when you had the layered legislation of your Prop sixty five, your two fifteen. Oh, when the feds were coming in, when they were popping fucking warehouses, right? When they yeah. really, really pushed the legality of, you know, come and register your grow, drop your address come and get zoned and make sure everything's legal and everything's good, but you have to go in the system. So you abide by all the California and the state law and the county law. And then feds just, they had your address. Yeah. They're like, Fuck sweet. We'll just, yeah, let me grab this black book and we'll pop whoever it is that we decide. And they were doing that with outdoor as well. Yeah. They'd come get zoned and make sure everything was good. Square footage, yada, 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 all your paperwork. And the feds were just popping fools out in California left and right. Yeah. Thankfully I haven't heard of anything like that in Nevada. I did hear, the Delta, you know, Delta Eight just got like banned. What is it? Delta Eight. So I didn't know that. Delta Eight's like a different like molecule that it isn't like Delta Nine, which is like the distillate pens. Mm-hmm. And uh, they like banned that, so they like had like a convention in Vegas. Fuck. Variant D of weed. Yeah, dude. There's so many different things. Yeah. But yeah, they're like busting people that were selling Delta Eight down there. Really? Yeah, and it's just like get the fuck. Yeah, feds be tripping. But Nevada's real progressive. Like a lot of like places in the workplace have been going THC friendly and stuff yeah. like that, which is which is dope. You can't find nobody who can't fucking pee in a cup around here no more. Well, it's illegal in Nevada to uh, drug test for weed. Unless you have like a, a federal contract like FedEx. FedEx, yeah. Um, or like you're a first responder, you have a driving job, shit like that. Right, right. That's like the, the yeah. exceptions. But yeah, like... Rayleigh's, they can't not hire you and they can't fire you if you have weed in your system. Yeah, you better be fucking high if you're working at Rayleigh's right. straight up. <laughs> Get the munchies just walking down the aisles like, yes. Yeah. Fuck yeah. <laughs> straight <laughs> I was I used to stock shelves at Safeway and I just walk in just lit and they're like, which one do you want? I'm like, I'll take the chip aisle. I'll take the chip aisle. Just fucking sour cream and onions. Some asshole broke it. this bag open. I'll go yeah. take care of it. I'll do, yeah, I'll do overgoods. <laughs> Don't come back here for an hour. Uh, so when uh, things started to lighten up in COVID, when did you guys, when and where did you guys start doing shows? Because you were saying you, you guys have been putting on shows and shit like that. Bad? Yeah. Bad that and Biggest Little. Um, I started with Biggest Little in March. Mm-hmm. Well, before it was Biggest Little, I just hosted one, had all my friends play, and it was like the first time I did an all original set. Mm-hmm. I'd like been working for like five years. How the fuck music. does that work? You hit them up, they hit you up. Um, I just oh. talked to the Bluebird, was like, hey, like, is it networking? I kind of want to like book a show, and they're like, "Yeah, let's do a collab." Where's the Bluebird? Um, it's on Fourth Street. Okay. Um, kind of by what is it? Um, Saint Saint what is Jude's Catholic donation spot? Whatever the fuck that is. It's right down the street from <laughs> right next to that church from Lead yeah. Dog. Lead Dog. Yeah, Lead Dog. That's a good, way better reference. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I know what you're talking about. Um, and uh, after that collab show. It was like super good success. Everyone was so excited to like be able to go out. And how long ago was this? This was in March. Okay. It was like March 9th or some shit like that. Mm-hmm. And uh, I had this crew from Tahoe hit me up and they wanted to know if we were like a collective because they wanted to work together. And then I was just like, all right, now's the time to pull the trigger on what I wanted to do in right. school. So I met with the guys. And then from there, we just been doing monthly shows at the Bluebird. Um, and then I just got. Dead Ringer. I have my first show at Dead Ringer. Dead Ringer is the one by... Also by... Alpine? Yeah. Yes. 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 Um, so, yeah. I was just there the other night. It's a nice little small intimate... Yeah. We were, we were trying to catch a set 
some white boy with dreads. Nice. I forget who he was, but anyways, we we missed his set anyways. Was it, was, it a, um, it was a foggy? It was Credence? a foggy night. Was it Credence? Credence. Was it like a techno DJ? Yeah. Yeah, I think it was probably Creedence. He's a kind of a trippy guy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It was the first time I met him. I'm like, yeah, he's a nice guy. Super nice. Yeah, he kills it. He, he I was like, it. wow. I didn't, I didn't get to hear the set, but he was, he was, he's in his, yeah, he was in his own bubble. <laughs> I was like, I think we're talking. I'm not quite sure, but I'm having a great time. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, uh, shit. But uh, yeah, I was just, I was just down there. I thought it was, I thought that place was like a biker bar. It used to be. Used to be a biker. Did it? Yeah. Okay. I mean, some of them still come there. Yeah, yeah. It's it's cool. I mean, I love. That's probably my favorite like venue right now. Dead Ringer. Yeah, it's like small, intimate vibes. Travis, mm-hmm. um, he's like the sound guy, one of the owners. He's just a really nice guy. Um, yeah. And they just turned that into just like really intimate vibes. Yeah, yeah. Um, you can bring like a small like I have the show on the twenty third is. Uh, this one kid, Render Loop, it's his like second set ever. Um, up and coming, and, shout yeah, out up Render and coming. Loop. He's super passionate, and like he gets to play in front of like even if there's like twenty people, but it's like such a small venue. I was gonna say that venue looks like I was gonna say if there was like 25, 50 people there, it's like a packed house. Yeah, you know? yeah, crack it. Fit up to like one twenty, I think, if they open up the outside. Mm-hmm. So it's like just nice little little vibes, whatnot, less pressure. So you guys are consistent at Bluebird. Yes, consistent at Bluebird, and we have a three-month trial at the Dead Ringer right now. Oh, yeah. How far into the trial are you? We got our first show on the 23rd. Oh, so you haven't even done your first show? No. Oh, shit. No. I might have to try to slide out. Yeah, come out. Um, and then we're, you guys do, have you guys done shows anywhere else? You, yeah, we've yeah? done uh, takeovers up at Exhale okay. um, with the Emerald Bass Crew. Um, we played Still Dream Festival um, in July, Full Bass Spectrum Festival, and Alive in the Desert I just don't understand. Like, is this? This sounds like a large quantity of shows in a short period of time Dude, that you guys have been going. Yeah, I've been like determined, man. I'm like, I'll just hit up people, um, just violently networking, just violently networking. Exactly. But also, like, I couldn't even tell you the last time I got hit up on Facebook Messenger. I'm like, <laughs> who the fuck is Paul? Yeah, no, that's like I'm. I'm like always. <laughs> I was like. <laughs> Nigga lubed up and slid my DMs on Facebook. I was like, who the fuck is this guy? You damn right. <laughs> yeah. Damn right. I just, I was always like so nervous to promote myself. But once I got in charge of the collective, like form the collective, I was like, I'm not just asking for me. I'm asking <clears throat> for my guys. And I believe in what they do. Yeah. And that benefits me as well. Just yeah. so happens. So a lot of opportunities have come from it. It's been like, feels like the busiest summer of my life. Right. Straight when up. did it, when did it start? When did you guys start being able to book shows in this two years of, or almost two years of this COVID madness? March. March. Oh, that's when it... That's when we were... I think that was like the first show back for all of us. Yeah. It was around that time when we opened up for actual... Like, it started with like 50 people, Mm -hmm. max cap, and then like 75, and then like 100, and then May 1st was 150. Um... And I think, yeah, March is when it started, to be yeah. honest. Yeah. Nerve-wracking? It was. Yeah. You guys comfy now, though? Like, when you get up there? I get nervous. Oh, on stage? Oh, yeah. yeah. No, no. I we're talking like about throwing the show. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I'm going to puke every time. And then, like, it's, like, 10 minutes before I can't speak. And I'm like, all right, time for some dabs. I'll be smoking some dabs, bring my Puffco up on stage. Yeah. 
get like my first song played. My once I hit that first transition, I'm like, yeah, yeah, bro, it's the first hit football. Yeah, it's the exact same thing. It's like, let's fucking go. Let's do this. Damn, that's crazy. That's crazy. Do you think working in a uh, in in Reno is where you'll stay? Or, you, or or is the I sky like the limit? The idea of Atlanta, honestly. Oh, you wild for that? I like ch- you I wild like for that, bro. <laughs> Them <laughs> motherfuckers are lit, bro. You wild for that? My bro. grandpa was like a promoter in the Bay Area, San Francisco, back when I was in Music City. You get some niggas into electronic, bro. <laughs> you better, you better, hey, bring your A game. You better bring that pen and a serious dab rape, bro. Yeah, man. <laughs> they're like, they're like, uh, like the South is like, it's like a unique twist. Of hyphy. That's how I look at it. Yeah. Like, South is very similar to the Bay. We just have better weed. You know what I mean? Like Better weed than the Bay? No, oh, I'm saying here? we have better weed oh, in the Bay. Like, damn, Everybody dude. simmer down. Everybody simmer I'm down. Like, okay? damn, bro. You know what I mean? But it's just, like, so unique. Like, you hear a beat, you're like, yeah, it's probably a South beat. You know what I mean? You hear, oh, yeah. you hear a baby, you're like, yeah, that's hyphy. Yeah. You know what I mean? And they're just fucking wild, and they party. Do they have festivals and shit down there? Yeah, they Big have, I want to say in Georgia is where Imagination, Imagination Land is. Is that what it's called? Imagine Festival. Ima- Imagine. Yeah, ma- what is that, Imagination Land? I thought you were about like to say Magic Park City. I'm like, I was going to say, that's a South, that a South Park, Park thing. Park? <laughs> yeah, no, Imagine Festival. That yeah. thing's fucking dope-ass festival. Yeah. But it's like, there's stuff all over. Oh, yeah. It's like, I just, like, a music city is just like, a lot of possibilities. I like Reno, the biggest little collective is what's kind of keeping me here. Yeah. Um, as far as like, if I had like a work hard, like that's something I've built that's kind of blown up like way faster than I expected. So it's like, well, the fucking nightlife is booming out here. Yeah. Like even when I was here, when I first moved out here, it was the end of 2015 and it was cracking. You know what I mean? But now there's just so many fucking people that are moving out here and like Reno is just growing so fast. And the nightlife is, the nightlife is dope. You know what I mean? Like music, social, like social gatherings, drinking, partying shows, like, seems like every fucking bar or restaurant that pops up just tears it up. You know yeah. what I mean? Like I've seen the I've seen the rack start. I saw the stick start. I just see everywhere that just pops up and they just kill it. Yeah. You know what I mean? That seems like so what's like if you could if you could go like if you could look into a crystal ball, you know what I mean? Where do you see the collective going? Um, I see the collective. Cause you got to sit there and hit the pen and think about, you know what I mean? Try to look into the future hella hard. Oh, I do. That's what I do like. 90% of the time yeah. it's just like make music and think and like yeah obviously smoke hella weed I'm a hash yeah. maker oh, yeah. but uh no I like I have ambitions of the collective like being regular at festivals as far as like section takeover like like base little takeovers and then getting like a connection throughout like the west coast like for like mini tours so when there's artists in my collective that are killing it and they have an album coming out I can get my contacts out in Oregon and Washington and San Francisco and uh, hopefully Utah and Arizona and be like, yo, my guy's got a, an album coming out. Yeah. Let's get some, some dates lined up. Fucking party with those Mormons and out there in Utah. Salt Lake's popping, dude. They just did this, what was it? Das Energy Festival. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And that thing was fucking lit, dude. Sub Dr. Preston was saying that was like the most beautiful stage. It was like on the, the salt flats. Yeah, yeah. So it was the most beautiful stage like he's ever been a part of. I heard of. they really don't be fucking with that weed in that state, though. Heard that I shit is. No idea. You got to a festival like that. I mean, like. It's, yeah. I heard that shit is like super illegal out there. Really? I wouldn't yeah. doubt it. Yeah. Nevada used to be like that, bro. I'm not surprised if you like that. Are you local? You're from here? Yeah. You are? Yeah. And you too? Okay. Born and raised, yeah. Yeah, yeah. See. 
I'm a transplant, so Where is I've like from? moved here and then moved away and then moved back. Cause I was here for a couple of years when we met. Okay. Um, like f- end of 15 to 18, and then I went back to Northern California for, and then I came back. I came back December 9th, 2019. So I came back to Reno like right before March 17th when that, when COVID really fucking hit. Are you guys getting nervous about the near future with fucking variant D? No, I, uh, you don't think that we might backtrack or nothing like that? Is that where you guys at all? I, Niggas are saying some wild shit at the podiums these days. You feel me? Dude, so here's my thing. Talk uh, there's me. promotions in San Francisco, uh, Wormhole's like one of them, that they've been like, they just said, fuck it. You know what? We want to be responsible. If you want to come to our shows, you have to be vaccinated or have a proof of negative test to come in. Right. That's just straight up. And I'm like, I'm about that. I think that's going to be where it goes to. I think people are going to be tired of like being the black sheep. Like I don't, I'm not into forcing the vaccine at all, but like kind of mob mentality. Like kind of sick. Yeah. Of it, like, it's going to be like, everybody's if they're going to do this whole, like over a hundred, if there's over a hundred employees, if there's over a hundred capacity, there has to be COVID vaccinations. Mm-hmm. People are like, it's not forcing people to do it, but it's putting restrictions on the people that aren't vaccinated. I think people are going to be like, Hey, I'm, getting vaccinated i know me i got I, I like took me getting a booking where the the promoter's like hey like you have to be vaccinated mm-hmm. to play and i i'd already gotten covid so i was still like built up antibodies but right, right then i was like scheduled my vaccine appointment yeah. got it and i'm fully vaccinated all that you know that that was a bold fucking move about the over 100 people like we obviously have well over 100 people at fedex and yeah. the second he said that i was really watching i was like oh Fuck. Yeah. Just because I manage everyone, yeah. and I can't tell you. Are you at the ramp or huh? the the station? A Mustang, yeah. Okay, yeah. My my aunt works for FedEx at the airport. For Express? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're ground over on uh, Mus- okay, we're okay. over on Mustang Road. Um, but yeah, right when that happened, I was like, oh fuck. Just because we have, I mean, we have almost a thousand employees in the building. Jesus. And the pushback is gonna be so fucking violent, dude. Like. Well, what is it if they they have to have a weekly testing if they don't get the vaccine? Yeah, bro. That's FedEx is only gonna pay for it for so long. Oh, they'll pay for it. They're gonna have to. I mean, if it's because what because what's gonna that or FedEx is gonna be like you have to get a vaccine. Company can require it. Com- when a, a big company like FedEx, I don't believe so. But who can? To my knowledge, and I could be wrong, but to my knowledge, I believe that OSHA is the one who has that power. Okay. If OSHA deems that there is a threat in the workplace uh, and it's unsafe, then they can mandate a vaccine. Okay. But I think they can only ma- – I don't know if they can mandate a vaccine. I believe that's in their power, but they can mandate that you either have to have the weekly test or yeah. – But, I mean, after – I mean, what I worry about is there's people who are really – their heels are dug in. Oh yeah, they're not getting that vaccine. Yeah. You know what I mean. There are people who are all about it and not about it. Either way, it doesn't fucking matter to me. But I do know that if you are not about it, bro, after two or three weeks of getting that motherfucking toothpick up that yeah, nose, gonna some- they're gonna be like, "Fuck this, bro," dude, gonna- and they're gonna quit straight up. That, I, dude, I, I worry about that. I was like, there, like as soon as I have, I was like, "There's gonna be lawsuits." So oh like, my from god, bro. I'm like mainly, I'm like Florida, the court's Texas, about to be cracking. They're I'm, be I'm doing a, all that shit. I was like, then, I'm about to study law real quick for the next couple of years because it's about to get hyphy as fuck in the courts. Yeah. Big facts, big facts, because people are gonna go crazy with that. But I mean, I, th- I feel like because there's like I think it's like 85, 85, 90 million people that would fall into the category of large companies over 100 people. It's crazy. 
That's a lot. I mean, I'm not even like I I I, I just rock in the middle, and I'm just trying to have a good time and, and fuck that's, some bad white women me. while I'm living, you know. <laughs> but uh, these like, I was like, oh my god, bro, this is just gonna be so much. Right when I walked in the workplace, everyone's like, that's all people are talking about, and I'm like, god damn it. I'm like, I'm not trying to talk about that. I'm not Get trying to be with all the drama. <laughs> yeah. What do you think they're? I'm like, I don't care. Go do your job. Don't talk to me, please, for the love of God. Get swabbed. You know what I mean? They should do it. You know what they should do? If the test should be rectal. I bet you they'll get the whole country to fucking vaccine. Like once a week, it's like a, it's the same swab. It's like a foot and a half and it's all rectal, bro. Niggas be lining up at the door to get vaccine, bro. Cutting in line. They don't give a fuck. Yeah, I think it's going to be weird. I hope it doesn't backtrack though. Yeah, same. I don't think people, I don't think, I don't think people will be able to go back indoors. I don't you know what I mean? Like happen. a shutdown, I think people are I just... I, that will be where, like, for sure, like... Yeah, they'll draw the line. You know what I mean? You know what was really nice, though? I don't know if you guys are sports fans, but I'll tell you what was real nice. It was last Saturday. I was seeing, like, fucking 100,000 people packed in, like, a college stadium again. And then, pe- you know, people just doing shows. There's been festivals again. Yeah. Like, man, like, my a couple of my buddies with the Bottle Rock out in Napa. Like, it was just... It's nice to see, bro. Yeah, it's, it's really nice to see. Agreed. You know what I mean? And I'm a mean motherfucker, bro. If a couple percent of the population has to die for us to be able to continue to do that, I'm like, <laughs> line them up. Let's get this football game going so we can tailgate. Jesus. I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. I care about 300 pound people and old people. I really do. Yeah, that's awesome. You know what I mean? But but yeah, I I was I was a little. I think there's still a little me that's especially because a lot of my friends are like in the music industry and it relies on social gatherings. Yeah, I think think if if another shutdown happened, you'd see like a lot of people just not come back in that art scene. Yeah, two shuts two shutdowns that quick. I mean, a lot of people lost so much motivation, like we were talking about. All right, get in the mic. Oh yeah, sorry. You're good. Um, I think another shutdown would just would be the final like nail in the coffin. I think it was a. A, it was a terrible way for the realization to happen, but man, I feel like a lot of people who are just kind of cruising and got cooped up in a box, like people's mental health was just shattered, bro. For like sure. that shit was stressful as fuck. Like I consider myself a pretty cognitively and emotionally sound human being. And even I was like, when you're just cut off from the world, we're just pack animals. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like that, so like that energy being close to somebody like that shit was crazy. That was not good. That was not good. You know what I mean? Like we have this thing called EAP, which is like a program that we have for like therapy and stress relief and stuff like that at FedEx. And when COVID happened, bro, it just fucking skyrocketed. Like it was like, cause I would help a lot of people go into it. It was like one a week for months, dude. People, people were just, they were just struggling. You know what yeah. I mean? Hella stressed out. Families are struggling. You know what I mean? Like it was, it was rough there for a little while. I was like, let open these bars up. Let oh, these yeah. people drink, dude. For they the were love drinking. Of God, though. they were drinking though. I was like, when I was driving to work every day after that, those two weeks laid off, mm-hmm. the amount of like garbage cans I saw in the trash <laughs> yeah, that yeah. were just like <laughs> overflowing. I know ours. They caught that first unemployment check, and they're like a thousand dollars in a week. <laughs> they're like, I get that next week too. God like, damn, thirty rack. Yeah, we getting a thirty. Big facts. Reno was cool though. Reno. Like I went, my whole family lives in Northern California and I went back a couple times during like the shutdowns and stuff and it was wild, bro. Like a fucking ghost town. Like I felt like I was driving through like a fucking FEMA camp, but Reno was pretty open. You know what I mean? Like they did the hard shutdown for a little while, but they did pretty good. Like at 
keeping things open and keeping things pretty normal. Yeah. You know, like I didn't, it didn't seem too fucked up here compared no, no. to California. Yeah. You know? SF I heard was fucking for sure. Like ghost town. When I went down there in July last year, the only time at that condo where I was staying that I didn't see like the veins of the city full of like taillights yeah. or headlights. Yeah. The weird. whole time there was, you could drive around the city. It was weird. I was in Sonoma County and usually it's like, it's fucking like, 75 degrees every day always sunny streets are booming restaurants are packed bars are open all day shops are full and i was just like driving through it was broad daylight in the mid-afternoon just a fucking ghost town i was like i've seen this movie and i'm probably gonna die first like i need to get to a safe place <laughs> i need to get some going back to nevada dude straight up that's funny so what do you guys have up and coming show wise um got- we have uh this 23rd of September, we have our debut at uh, the Dead Ringer. Mm-hmm. The 25th of September, we have uh, our monthly at the Bluebird. Mm-hmm. I'm bringing in our first artist from the Bay, uh, from the Blueprints crew. Um, our buddy Aeon, he's a Puerto Rican DJ who moved to America. He's a fucking badass dude. Yeah. And then uh, local hero Scud, he's headlining it. It's going to be a great show. And then uh, October 30th, we got like... A big ass show. Damn, it's, you guys are just booking, huh? Yeah. Shit. October thirtieth is like the biggest show I've ever thrown. Where's that at? It's at Bluebird. Oh, that's um, a Bluebird. We have uh, all female lineup with um, Beat Kitty as the headliner. Brittany from earlier. It's gonna be two really ratchet sets. Really good. Fuck. And then we have our the ratchet bitches. Yeah, for yeah. sure. I mean, have you seen my logo, dude? It's uh... a. <laughs> <laughs> Get the fuck I out of here. God, That's your stickers. logo? I'll, I'll, I'll send you some stickers, yeah. That is fucking uh, awesome. So, yeah. You like, don't even have letters or nothing? That's just... Uh, well, that's like the logo and then... Or emblem uh, or whatever. I don't know what right, that would be. And right. Then, that's yeah. ass. That's what that is. Yeah, that's it's all, just, yeah, it's all ass. That's all ass. You know what's good about... You got it right. That You got like the... You got the bottom pussy too poking out between the thigh gap that's a great sticker thank you i support you guys 100 <laughs> i support um, i was sold before but i'm i'm in now right, um, <laughs> yeah so we freaking uh we got uh our homegirl Lita lotus coming out from arcade uh, i think arcada orville orville oh, i was like Whoa. and then uh, we have two local female djs that are going to be filling it up and it's gonna be like five hours of really good music Fuck, i'm very excited weird. That's dope as fuck. And it's like right the night before Halloween, so Halloween will be cool to see. Halloween's gonna be I'm it's excited. gonna be fun. We're gonna be put we're putting a lot of effort in this one. Um still looking to book silk, aerial silk artists during mm. the show. And uh, we have live paint, vendors. It's like the whole shebang. Damn. And you've just been violently trying to network, or are these people that you knew before, or you've just been sliding into people's a DMs on Facebook? Both. A little bit of both. Yeah. Um, some people in the Facebook, uh, others I've like met through, booked through their managers, and then from there we connected on Facebook, seen them like in festivals, and then make that connection, and then yeah, just go, go from there. Are you guys still doing any Twitch stuff? Yeah, we actually have, uh, yeah, we have, uh, uh, we just got booked for the Wood Fam Labels Twitch channel October third. Uh-huh. Um, the Whittler's like a much bigger artist than any of us. Um, he's part of the Deep, Dark, and Dangerous crew, so it's really exciting. Um, yeah, I hit up my girl, Lita Lotus. She's one of the man, uh, label managers, Yeah, and uh, she's like super stoked. Got us like a spot last minute where someone canceled, so all, all of us are always ready to do a set whenever, pretty much whenever asked. So we're all going to get our shit going, and it'll be aired October 3rd. Pulling the trigger, bro. Yeah. 
Damn, moving fast. Trying. That's, I mean. It's a fast industry, man. Yeah. Yeah. It's a fast industry. Peaks in, like, is it just short sprints? I mean, I've, I don't know shit about it. It's like short sprints for a long period of time. Right, right. If that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. You're, like, short sprinting to, like, every opportunity, but you're, like, like, always planning to just go. Like, you're, like, I'm trying to, like, plan, like, three months out, but then anything that comes in between, I'm, like, okay, cool, let's get that. allow my calendar like fill in but always have something like a few months out yeah yeah. that way it always looks like i'm like super busy yeah even though like one it may just be like one month that's like super booked out perception is reality perception's reality bro like that one that that one uh was the single the one flyer whatever they call it where you have like all your dates yeah be like oh it's a fall tour and if it's like you got like seven shows going Five of them are in October. Like no one really gives that much. Of just a looks shit. like a bunch it just of shows. Super professional, and it's like, then you can use that pitch it to other like other clubs. Be like, hey, like I have a tour going on. Would love to like get booked. Add your, I have other dates available. These are yeah. the dates that are booked. You know. Oh yeah. Just so, like things I'm like learning from other people that are in the industry. So obviously you guys, <clears throat> you guys produce and all that stuff. But what about like, do you guys kind of do it all? Like, do you guys have like people who are doing your logos like do, do you guys have like merch and all that kind of stuff you know those tentacles that are usually coming with a brand yeah uh we're slowly slowly going i have some branding with stickers and whatnot um all the logos are designed uh we're gonna be getting some shirts made soon mm-hmm. um but pretty much everything's been like digital marketing yeah, yeah. um <sighs> low overhead low overhead except for the video we did the video was pricey one but it was worth it yeah yeah what um, video? Uh, the promo for that. So we just released our initial comp- compilation, ten tracks, twelve different artists. So the collective also is a label. Was it? Is it like clips of you guys at shows? Yeah, like it was it's our like our August fourth show that we had. And what? Then, yeah. Then can we watch it? Yeah. Hell yeah. I'm not gonna watch it. It's on YouTube. Yeah. If you go to Jeff Straw Branding, <clears throat> you get previews. Of- Let's see what these motherfuckers got. You get previews of uh, a track that's on there. What am I going to? Uh, Jeff Straw Branding on YouTube. Jeff Straw Branding. That says Brandong. Okay. This is doing this doing the flat build hat with the crazy beard. Yeah, let me see which one it would be. Is this it? Yep.
bass hard one time. Shit. Hot garbage. <laughs> visuals on that were tripping me the fuck out this right. is biggest little biggest little collective volume one that you can search on youtube because hey, i'm jeff Straw. thanks so much for joining me today we're gonna three <laughs> what's up jeff you shut your mouth jeff we're trying to podcast <laughs> that shit was intense Shout those visuals are boy the... jeff straw he did a great job he's yeah, he's a was, boss that video was very well done where where was that that was at Bluebird. That's the Bluebird. That yeah. venue looks dope as fuck. They do. They got some really good stage devi- stage design, and uh, yeah, there's been some really fucking fun shows there. Yeah, that's sick. And that's the one where you said your biggest show is coming in October. Yes. All female lineup. All female lineup. Bringing all the bad bunnies. BBLU. Bad <laughs> bitches link up. That's sick. That's sick. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, that's so funny. <laughs> Keep it 100. That's dope as fuck. So you guys are you guys are really just doing. Where do you guys work out of? Like, do you guys have like a studio? Are you guys doing it out the crib? We work out of Facebook and Instagram on right. our phones and laptops. Right. Yeah. That's but I mean, like, when you're making music. Oh, was it? Laptop. Were any of those you guys? Yeah. Um, the first one was myself. Uh, all all the guys in the collective were in there. Okay. Plus uh, six other tracks from people that we accepted submissions from. Okay. Hot garbage was lit. That was my boy Crumbs. Hot garbage. He came in and saved. Honestly, he came in and saved it. I had an artist like drop out really? the day before that video came out, and uh, he came in like hot garbage, bro. He came in like hot garbage. I love exactly. that shit. I love that shit, bro. He's like hot garbage. <laughs> I think this is my track right here. But when you guys are making music, like where do you guys? Laptop. Um, it's crazy, but there's like, just like pulling samples and like stretching it. Mm-hmm. And, Pulling out little anomalies that kind of like happen. simplistic setup, not like the crazy setups that you see with all like the pads and all I that ha- stuff. Yeah, most kinda. of the t- I have a lot of stuff, but most of the time I just sit on my bed with my laptop and you know usually I'm like a little little baked little baked little yeah, yeah. baked man yeah <laughs> and uh, just a little baked <laughs> just a small little baked little man bit. in bed <laughs> and uh, yeah freaking just go to town let my Imagination make the sounds, and then the next day I'm like, just choose the cool parts of it and yeah. arrange it and whatnot. Trippy, and you work the same way? Yeah, pretty much. I like yeah. to stand up when I'm when I'm writing. I'll do stand up too sometimes, but because I feel like there's a lot of people who just have the visual expectation of like being in a studio, like tons of equipment and things like that to make things like that. That's I've probably the unique, done that before. <laughs> the uniqueness of electronic music, you know yeah. what I mean? Like it's much harder to make like an R and B track. On a laptop, you know Dude, what I mean. Dude, you'd be you have surprised. You'd be surprised. Yeah. Like, like, 
fucking country music and all that shit's all made the same way. Yeah. It's fucking wild. Uh, they just got like technologies advanced so much that like it's not like it's not digital sounding anymore. They have a lot of shit in the computer that's like you can't tell the difference if it's like hardware like mm-hmm. channel strip or if it's a plug-in channel strip. Some people like to act like they can, right. but I mean like there's some really really high-end software. It's like thousand dollars for the software because right. it's a you know hundred thousand dollar piece of equipment. Right. Sky's the limit with that shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Do you guys see yourself expanding to, to that point or you guys? Think a studio. I would love to. Um, like when I buy a house, I want to have like a spare room that I turn into a studio without a doubt. Yeah. Um, just cause I like synths. I like modular, like the wires and all that stuff. Right. Um, but as far as like a mixing board, I'll always like be in the computer it's and just, just environment. Environment's always nice. Yeah. It's not, I like, I'm a sound design guy. So to have like, instruments that i can play with yeah that's why i want a studio more so than like to have a vocal booth to record people in i love recording in my closet i don't know why right just have my shirts be right fucking there. fucking r kelly over here <laughs> now i'm stuck in the closet <laughs> just a little man in a closet <laughs> Hell yeah. that's crazy, bro. well that's dope that it's that that, that it's taken off dude i mean did you guys kind of expect this no expectations yeah I had no expectations. I still have no expectations. I'm still, anytime it's a really successful show, I'm like, yeah, just like, oh my God. That's dope, dude. Stay blessed. Stay foolish. That's important. Were you, were you there from the beginning or like, when did you kind of hop on? From the beginning. From the beginning. I'd say the beginning. How long have you guys known each other? Fucking four years, three years. Four years. So did you guys. He was one of the first guys. He's like the second guy to book me when I can't move back. You booked him? Yeah. Before I was even doing promoting. Really? He's, like, inspired me a lot on that end. Um, so um, you were booking a while ago. Yeah. Col- I've been I've been in the scene for kind of a long time, just working my way through different clubs. And, um, like, back in the day, we used to have monoliths. And, uh, fucking, fuck yeah, I love monolith. You know how many times I fought with Quinn in front of monolith, <laughs> dude? Because we were right next to Imperial, bro. Like, Mondo and all those motherfuckers, bro. I loved monolith. Such a ratchet-ass bar. Yeah. Anyways, yeah. So, like, Still r- just rugged. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Let's not get into that. Then one up in the Bluebird. And right. uh, before the Bluebird, it's called PB&J's. Mm-hmm. I remember that. Um, one up. Yeah. Man. One up and tonic. I feel like I feel dirty when I go to those places. Dude, bro, I knew I'm like, what decisions. is on the floor? I need bad decisions if I every there. time I go there, like, cause, cause, and it's zero disrespect, but I just don't listen to that much electronic music, and uh, I just whenever I go to One Up and Tonic, it's like I'm so I'm so fucking like terrible decisions happen at Tonic. Yes. You know what I mean? Yes. Oh yeah. Like, I'll be watching people, and I know that they're with me. I'm like, I'm just watching bitches, like, barefoot and tonic. Yo, dude. That just, in, just in the building and just filling themselves, just on the right in front of the DJ. I'm like, these let me get a hit of that, whatever that shit is. And then one up. I've only been to one up a couple of times, though. They have a pretty nice spot in there. Do they still have that big horseshoe bar? Yeah. 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 Yeah, that place is pretty cool. Yeah, they have some cool stuff going on there. For sure. Fuck with time. So are you still like, are you still in the scene and out there? You know what I mean? Yeah. So I've been more on the production side of things recently. So were you like DJing? Yeah. And oh, I still okay, do. Okay, okay. But 
I was finding it that it was hard to get booked in the scene, in the scene that was a couple years ago. It was more of a, like, a clicky thing, and, you know, you had to know the right people and be in with the right people to even get even opening spots. Talent didn't really matter. Yeah, so so I did from the bottom, and I wanted to start something that I could start booking people that were like me and having hard times, like, finding the opportunities. Right. That's dope. And then you booked him. Yeah. Sparks flew. <laughs> Guys know. started recording in closets. <laughs> Shit is hot. <laughs> That's dope, dude. Well, I appreciate you you reaching out, dude. Like, I mean, I was kind of excited. You're the you're the first guest that I've had where I didn't really, I had no backstory. You know what I mean? Almost every single guest that I've had, a lot of the guests I've I've met for the first time on the show, but had a backstory. I was able to kind of research them, and I just yeah. kind of went in blind. So it was it was dope to listen to all the stuff that you got going on. Very unique, and 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 a uh, a culture that I am not uh, not aware of. So it's dope that it's booming. You yeah, know let me know I mean? if you want to come out. I'll I'll get you on the list and. Let you see what we what we get going on. It's, it's a lot of fun, man. I'm hella shallow, bro. You know how fucking I will do that. You know how cool I feel if I'm on the <laughs> list. I'll be at that front door like, sir, I'm on the list. sir, I'm on the I'm on the list. Oh, yeah, no, I'm on the list. Sims, it's on there. Don't worry about it. Um, but yeah, I would love to, dude. I, I appreciate you coming out, man. It does nothing but help the show, and I would love to come support on the shows. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And if you ever got something big popping off again, you know, as you book stuff, dude, just come on the show. Or if you ever just want to yeah. come and. Smoke some weed and I'm shoot the shit. You know what I mean? <laughs> some of the recordings I got, I don't release all of them, but <laughs> some of them I got in here like like this weekend. We were in here for like six hours, oh, and, and I probably will release zero seconds of that show. That's, smart. That's, that's smart. Damn sure. Smart. Oh, man. But before we go, I just want to make sure that um, everyone um, has an opportunity to know where to find you and then to kind of recap on what's coming up. You know what I mean? So you guys can kind of promote yourself. Um, so you can find Biggest Little Collective on Instagram at Biggest Little Collective, mm-hmm. um, Facebook, Biggest Little Collective, um, and we're on SoundCloud uh, as Biggest Little Collective and Bandcamp as Biggest Little Collective. Try to keep it, you know, pretty simple. Mm-hmm. And uh, as far as what we have going on, October thirtieth is our big show. Um, that's our Halloween one. We're really looking forward to that. And then uh, this month we have September 25th at Bluebird and uh, September 23rd at Dead Ringer. Beautiful. And then Kyle, what you have going for bad? So as far as uh, Buy a Drink Productions, it's going to be on Facebook, Instagram, and Snapchat at Bad Buy a Drink Productions. Um, And then we're also going to have our next show is going to be October 16th at the Bluebird. Um, And uh, the beauty of that one is going to be a boiler style. basically a, a party which means that the uh the Same decks guys. and the dj is going to be like on the floor and the crowd will be around so instead of like them being up they're going to be like in the middle what yeah, yeah. <laughs> let's <fun>. go yeah <laughs> let's get intimate yeah so it's going to be a a different kind of party very exotic and unique yeah well you guys got a lot of fucking shit going on so check them out download their shit make sure to go to the shows i'll be there you see my big black ass trash, bro. <laughs> yeah. All right. Thank you guys for coming on the show. Thank you Appreciate so much. It. Appreciate you guys. Thanks, everybody. Today's episode is brought to you by Grimm's Exclusives, a Northern California-based cannabis co-op that specializes in indoor, small-batched, AAA-grade boutique flowers, growing your favorite exotics as well as pheno hunting for the future of cannabis. Big shout-out to Grimm's. 
big shout out to Grimm's Exclusives. Tune in next week for a brand new episode of Quarter Life Crisis.